ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Man, check this out. (laughs) On this episode, what I'm going to talk about is black man affection. Um, I came to this topic relatively easy. Uh, So let's go back a couple of days ago. At the time of this recording, uh, about a week ago, I was chilling. It was early in the morning. And one of my boys, who shall remain nameless, uh, sent me a text. And the text basically said that um, his wife was somewhat upset because he did not give his son a Valentine's Day card. And at the time, we were quickly approaching Valentine's Day. And she was upset that he did not give their son a Valentine's Day card, right? And so he texted me, he said, hey, man, what do you think about this? And I said, well, wait a minute. (laughs) Isn't your son like 13? (laughs) And he was like, yeah. I was like, so what's the problem? I mean, and not only was she upset that he didn't give him a Valentine's Day card, but he did not and would not sign the card that she purchased, you know, from them to him, which was cool. I, I didn't have a problem with that. And I was like, yeah, but no, you can't do that. And so he said, okay, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I said, you know, he asked me my thoughts and I said, well, look, I don't think that that's cool. <laughs> One, I think your son is too old. And plus he's a little boy. He's a young man. He's a teenager now. No, he doesn't need Valentine's Day cards. Um, and so that made me chuckle, right? So maybe about five minutes later, I get a call from fellow podcast, a good friend of the show from the Pod and Saved Our Marriage podcast, my man King German. You guys have been following me. You've heard King German on here before. I've been on his podcast as well with his lovely wife, Queen Germ. And... Um, so I said, you know, we were talking, chopping it up for a second. I said, Queen King Jerome, I said, I got a question for you, dog. I said, what's up, 12 Kyle? I said, have you ever gotten, Jerome has a son and a daughter. I think his son is 19 and his daughter's, she, I think she just turned 18. Or his son may be 20. His daughter's 19 or 18, excuse me. Um, I said, well, you know, have you ever gotten Prince Jerome? No, I said, would you, if, if Prince Jerome was 13, would you get him a Valentine's Day card? And King Jerome said, yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) And he was like, well, no, I wouldn't get him a card. He was like, but if his mom got him a card, I'd sign it. And I'm like, no. No, King Jerome, no, no. You're joking, right? Because King, you guys know King Jerome is a funny dude. And he was dead serious. (laughs) And I couldn't believe it. I was like, Jerome, you're not from, you're not from, you can't be from North Carolina. Not talking like this. And I'm from South Carolina. I'm like, Jerry, we don't do this. Like, and, and re- before you guys get yourselves in a tizzy, it's not anything chauvinistic or anything like that. I just think like we've never 
giving little boys Valentine's Day cards. Birthday cards, yes, but Valentine's Day cards, no. And so I was really just <laughs> bugging out, laughing at Germ. And Germ didn't understand why I found it funny. I thought it was hilarious that he would advocate for giving a 13-year-old boy a Valentine's Day card, or at least signing a Valentine's Day card, even if he didn't give it to him. So <laughs> me being the messy guy that I am, I had to up the ante. So I said, hold on a second. I'm going to call Dolomite. So I pick up the phone and I call your uncle Dolomite from the Too Much Game podcast. Shout out to Dolomite. So we get Dolomite on a three-way. <laughs> and Dol- first thing Dolomite said, oh, hell, 12 Kyle and King German the phone, something going on. And I said, Dolomite, I said, let me ask you something. And Dolomite has a son. Um, I think Dolomite's son is 10 or 11. His name is Deuce. Um, named after his dad, right? And so... <laughs> I said, would you ever give Deuce a Valentine's Day card at the age of 13? And in the most calmest, coolest Southern California accent, he said, hell no. (laughs) And I explained to him that our good friend King Germ said that he would sign off on a Valentine's Day card for his son. And so we spent probably the next 10 to 15 minutes just roasting King Germ on the fact that he would, you know, sign off on a card for his 13-year-old son. I, th- I thought that was preposterous. And again, now I will, I will admit, I grew up in the 80s, in the 90s, right? And we, we carried a lot of chauvinistic, uh, misogynistic, uh, sexualist, ideas and ideology. I'll be the first to admit that. And a lot of that we got away from as we got older. Um, we said some things. <laughs> we used some words that we probably shouldn't have used. I ain't gonna say probably. I know we shouldn't have used it, but we, you know, the F word flew frequently. And I ain't talking about the, the one with the four letter F word. I'm talking about the other one. And I would never use that word now, but you know, I'm not even gonna say we didn't know any better. We just didn't do better. But again, that was the 80s and the 90s. We were kind of wild. Forgive us. (laughs) But in the process of roasting germ, which was funny as hell, me and and Dolomite got a kick out of it. I mean, we might have stayed on the phone 35, 40 minutes. I I only got off the phone because I had to get on another conference call. But man, listen, it was hilarious. Um, But nonetheless, it got me to thinking about, you know, Black men and their affection, you know, how we express our affection for each other, particularly uh, in a parental or familial sense. Um, and I started thinking about my life in general, um, you know, and what kind of affection I was given as a child uh, from the men in my life. Uh, first and foremost, my dad. Uh, <laughs> my dad, I definitely, and I, my dad lived with us until my parents got divorced when I was 13. But, um, What's interesting is I know for a fact my dad loved me. Loved me, you know, I'm his firstborn. So, you know, that's that. And, um, but I don't really, I don't, as a young kid, I don't recall him saying I love you. I know that he probably did, but I don't recall it, right? It wasn't something that he just just flew out of his mouth automatically. Um, But again, I know that I was loved. Now, as I got older, especially once I got to, high school, 
definitely when I got to college. Uh, both my parents, more so than ever, expressed their love for me and would tell me quite frequently. And now, you know, we don't get off the phone without telling each other we love each other. Um, same for my mom. So, you know, it, it goes all the way. But I knew that, you know, in, in my household, even when my dad wasn't in the house physically, I knew for a fact that he loved me and that was never, ever doubted, right? But now, <laughs> when I think about my uncles, <laughs> I had three uncles, or I have three uncles, two have since passed away um, on my mom's side, my mom's brothers. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't ever recall them saying, like, I love you. In fact, I remember uh, my late Uncle Sonny, um, <laughs> I remember uh, he, he lived in Chicago. And he came down to my hometown of Florence, South Carolina for the summer. And, uh, you know, Uncle Sonny was there for a couple of weeks and it was time to go. My mom was like, all right, give your Uncle Sonny a hug. <laughs> and I went to go walk over to him and he just dude stuck his hand out like right in front of my, almost like he almost like he stiff armed me. And his hand was right there just, to shake his hand. That was his way of saying, hey, nephew, you don't, uh, <laughs> you ain't getting no hugs over here. You're going to shake my hand as a man. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever, you know, as we got older, yeah, I think it probably about, again, probably by the time I got to college, I think that's probably when I first probably told my uncles that I loved them. Um, but yeah, and that was, and with my uncle Sonny, probably maybe a couple of years before he passed, same for my uncle Ronnie who passed, um, you know, but they knew, I knew that they loved me and I loved them, but I mean, not, not a lot of affection was shown. I mean, like we I, you know, I don't even remember hugs. I just remember handshakes. <laughs> even upon first greeting, it was just handshakes. Um, my Uncle Harry, um, same thing. You know, I, I, I know for a fact he loves me. Uh, but probably not until I got to college that I probably ever hear him say that. Um, now, nah, maybe I might have been out of college. <laughs> That's what I think about it. But then I, I, when I think about that and think about them now, and I do have a uncle... Um, on my dad's side, my dad's older brother, but he was murdered when I was like, I was about to turn three, so I didn't know him. Um, shout out to Uncle Dennis. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, so there's a trickle down, I think, from not just from those men, but from the men that raised them, which would be my grandfathers. My maternal grandfather, um, he, <laughs> he passed away when I was one. So I didn't know him, didn't, you know, I heard stories about him, seen pictures of him, heard tons of stories about him, but, you know, he had six kids, you know, with my grandmother. And I, if I'm being honest, he probably worked a lot and I know he drank a lot. So he probably wasn't around to hit, hit him with the I love you's a lot. So um, maybe I should ask my mom how many times he said it, or if that was something that was frequently said. I'm pretty sure he probably told my mom and my aunts that he loved them. I don't know if he said that to his sons. He he may have. Who knows? Maybe I'll ask my uncle that as well. Uh, but they had three. My my grand my maternal grandparents had uh, three boys and three girls. Um, on my dad's side, my grandfather passed away when I was actually in college, and I didn't know him. Um, he and my dad didn't have a great relationship. Uh, he, they actually got divorced. That said, the grandparents got divorced when my dad was like fifteen. So. <laughs> They, I mean, that was unheard of to get divorced in like the 50s or whatever. Um, but they had a bad relationship and they, they patched things up over the years. But I mean, like, I only talked to my, my grandfather twice on the phone. 
you know, and it was kind of crazy. I mentioned it before on the podcast. It's worth mentioning. Like, I'll never forget the day my dad called me and told me that my grandfather passed. He's like, yeah, yeah I was just calling to tell you my grandfather died. And he was like, uh, you see what Jordan did last night? It's like, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Did you just say that, bro? Like, <laughs> you said it like it was Reggie from round the round away. You heard Reggie got shot? Like that type of thing. So, you know, affection just wasn't, I don't think it, it trickled down from my grandfather's and subsequently didn't trickle down to, um, you know, in that way to my uncles and my father. Uh, and so like, you know, so affection, the affection tree, if you will, was broken. Um, then you fast forward to my generation uh, <laughs> for, for the cats who were like, you know, between 35 and 50. 35 and 55, let's just say that. Um, well, no, 35 ain't really my generation. Let's say between 45 and 55. Um, our generation is a little different because I think a lot of us <laughs> spend a lot of time trying to, you know, get, get rich or get money. And we chase the dollar. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to do what you can do to provide for your family. It's all fine and good. Uh, sometimes you lose yourself and you lose other things along the way. And um, I'm willing to say that that definitely happened. Uh, <laughs> so I don't necessarily know that my generation is as affectionate as they probably should be. I will say this much, though. My generation is the last generation of one-on-one communication. What I mean by that is, is that we were the last generation to be on the phone. We were the last generation to, you know, court or go to a young woman's house or, you know, spend time. You know, we were the last generation before things became digital. You know, I couldn't imagine getting a woman's phone number and then just pressing buttons just talking to her via that way. I'm, as you guys probably figured it out after watching or listening to a couple of these podcasts, I'm a talker. <laughs> just a little, just a little. But, you know, it's what I do. And I like to communicate that way. And I'm not cool with not communicating. So if I had been born, you know, I don't know, 20 years later, who knows? Maybe I might even not feel the way that I feel now, but uh, you come from my era, you got to be able to have that mouthpiece. You got to be able to spit game. And I think we were just able to do that. And then also we were able to express our feelings as far as how we felt about something or how we felt about someone. Um, it's always interesting to hear women say, well, he's not good with expressing himself or expressing his feelings. And I'm like, well, how old is he? Because <laughs> like, bruh, if you're 45 or older, you know better. You know how. Like you, you, you know, you, you should have a mouthpiece. Um, but some don't. I mean, that's crazy, but whatever. <laughs> but um ultimately, I think my generation, I think we have we 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 owe it to ourselves to make sure that the way that we express ourselves, the way we express our feelings, the way we express our love, uh, because there are many different love languages, not just telling people that you love them. Um but it's very interesting and very integral. It's a very integral part of how we grow, and then subsequently how we grow those that come behind us. Not just our kids, but our you know, maybe our significant others' kids, uh, maybe the kids that we have adopted, maybe the kids that we've influenced because we're just around them, right? 
And so I think that's very important. Um, but that also, how you do that is going to depend on what was given to you. If it wasn't, you know, if the affection tree as a black man wasn't given to you, then it's going to be kind of hard to pour that into some kid coming behind you, whether or not the kid's yours or not. Um, and then as it spreads out, you know, you got to think about the limbs on the branch. I mean, the limbs on a tree as it spreads out, the, the black man affection, not just the, the affection that you have for your kids, but the affection that you have for your significant other and how you express that uh, affection. Um, so, you know, we all could use a little work. <laughs> but my generation, um, I can't say we've done a great job, at least just scanning across the board. I can't say that we've done a great job. I think in some ways we did the best that we could. In some ways we did what we saw. And, you know, that's kind of like how nature goes. You, you, you're only as good as what you've seen. And if you haven't seen much, then maybe you might not give as much. Um, but I think it's important. I think it's very important to, you know, express your love and, and your concerns and everything else, any, t- any other type of affection that you can spread. Um, I will say this much. Uh, it goes without saying. My kids uh, know for a fact. If they don't know nothing else, this guy right here loves them to life. Um, as many of you know, or maybe you don't know, we have four kids, uh, my wife and I, uh, our oldest son at the time of this recording is 24. His name is Dion. Uh, our middle son, uh, he is 21. His name is Cameron. Uh, our youngest son, his name is Brandon. He's 17. And our daughter's name is Skylar. She is 12 at the time of this recording. And so like my love and, and, you know, particularly with my sons, because we had them first, they were the first three. Um, no, it, it, I tell them every day, <laughs> Any, especially the older two, because they were at college. Um, yeah, I tell them all the time. Every time we talk, man, I love you. Love you too, dad. You know, like it, that, that goes without saying. Um, and you know, I want to make, not just let them know I love them, but I also tell them, you know, quite often and probably need to do more of it, how proud I am of them. Um, you know, the love that I have for my daughter is different not that much different but it's just different because it's a father-daughter love but um but no and I think it's it's very important that I express that and then also it's important that they see the love that I have pour into their mother my wife you know because at some point hopefully if, if it's in the cards for them that they will mimic that and get married and have kids so forth and so on um but yeah so it's Black man affection is, is, is very, it's very interesting. Uh, one of the ways that I think it's also interesting is how we actually connect as black men. Um, I think I read somewhere where we as black men know within a matter of two seconds, if we come across another black man if they are friendly or if they mean us any hurt, harm, or danger. Like, you can just tell. You could tell by the look on their face. You could tell by their expression. You could tell by their vibe. You could tell sometimes how they walk. Um, and you shouldn't have to have your guard up around your brothers and sisters, but sometimes it just depends on how, how it goes or wherever you are. But how we connect, you know, there's, there's a couple of things that's universal. The most universal thing that we have as black men in our affection bag 
is simply put the nod what's up <laughs> if you're watching on youtube thank you for watching somebody give you a little head fake what's up that means i see you and you see me and you know when i give you the nod what's up you give me a nod what's up <laughs> and it's quite simple but it's universal for black men and there's only been a couple of places where I've been where I hit cats off with the what's up and they ain't hit me back. One was New York City because in New York City, some some people, not all, some people are so miserable in New York. They don't like acknowledge other people on the street. So like you can walk down, I don't know, the avenues of America and you can look somebody, you can look another black man dead in his eye and there will be no no type of acknowledgement that he sees you and you see him. Because if I say, hey, what's up? You know, because I'm from the South. You can say, what's up to another black man and, you know, he'll say, what's up to you? But, you know, depending on where you are, <laughs> sometimes depending on the time, you can tell you that in different places in New York City. And that could mean, like, you want something from me and you ain't about to get something from me. Um, and I say that in jest, but that's, there's some truth to that, I think. Um, but ultimately the, the nod is universal. Now, the other thing on how we connect that is very universal is DAP. Uh, <laughs> like they used to say in the seventies, give me a pound on the side that's brown. Give me some skin. Give me five. That was like, give me five was like a big thing when I was a kid. Like, and I, I was I was born in 72, right? So, like, I remember as far back to being, like, three or four. Give me five. Not give me, but give me. Give me five. Like, that was, like, big shit, like, for somebody to ask for five. And it was, you know, eventually it became a pound or dap or whatever you want to call it. We call it dap. But, um, yeah, to high five somebody, that was dope. I mean, like, you know, we were, we as a people we believed in expressing ourselves and giving somebody dap, especially if you were cool. And then you had all kinds of intricate daps. You had hand, different handshakes, all kinds of stuff like that. And I know, you know, now people have different things going on or whatever like that, but yeah, it, dap is, <clears throat> that's something that's universal, but <laughs> that's the universal connection between black men. Um, what else? Uh, oh, a pound and a hug. <clears throat> a pound and a hug uh, is pretty simple and it's pretty universal. And that's only saved for people that you know, or you're cool with. If I don't know you, you know, I give you a pound. If I'm cool with you, I give you a pound and a hug. If we tight, you get the dap and then the hug. I don't know why. <laughs> that's just how it goes for my, my closest of friends. Yeah, we, we dap and then we hug. We don't we don't pound and hug. We we dap and then we hug. I don't know. I didn't write the rules. This is black man affection. That's just what we do. Um, I saw my brother the other day, dapped him, hugged him. We did that. I mean, that's I mean, that's what we do. Slap five hug. And it's just universal. Uh and it's funny because like my sons and I have a handshake. We have a family handshake. That just the this that we just do together, and then I do it with my nephews, my two nephews. Um, 
but yeah, like it, it's, we have different ways of, you know, connecting. And that was, you know, one of them, the head nod, the pound and the hug and, uh, just regular dap, <laughs> if you will. Um, in conclusion, man, I think you have to ask yourself what's next for this generation. This generation is coming up now. What's next for them? How will those men show affection to their kids or their wives or their girlfriends or significant others or to their family in general? Um, I think they have to do everything that they can in their power to express themselves without fear, without, you know, being worried about being labeled or anything like that. Um, Just be you. Love on your people take care of your people. Um, Never be afraid to tell another man that you love him, especially when you do. Um, Because I think that's important. Because a lot of times, you know, particularly as young men are growing, they don't hear the word love enough. And if you don't have or show love in your house, they're going to hear it on the street. Same for your daughters. So, I would much rather my daughter hear me tell her I love you and then see what love is through me and then see what a connection is between me and her mom, my wife, as opposed to some knucklehead on the street saying, hey, baby, I love you. You know, nah, that ain't, I mean, it's going to happen, but I need that to go through one ear and out the other. And I think if we teach this generation how to love, particularly black men, if we show, teach them how to show affection, then, you know, you, you won't have situations where they're being confrontational because I'm with you, you with me, we're together, we're, we're brothers. We may not be related, but we're brothers, we're black men. You know, we're young black men. We, we should never, it should never be us clashing against each other. We should be, we should be teaming up together to make something happen for us and our people. That's what it should be. I know, you know, I'm not Malcolm X or King. And so I know that that's not necessarily reality. But at the same time, if we preach that, if we live that, then we can do that. Um, ultimately, man, I, I know we we joke germ about it. Uh, I still wouldn't sign <laughs> sign a card. <laughs> Valentine's Day is just something different, man. It's, it's a different type of holiday, if you will. And I just don't think that that's you know, that you give a little boy a Valentine's Day card or, or candy, even worse. But, um, it was fun, you know, mess with German. It was fun, you know, joking German about it. And Hey, made a podcast out of it too. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight from time to time. We drop bonus episodes Sundays at midnight. Uh, be sure to to follow us on all the socials: uh, Twitter X, Facebook, Instabibble, YouTube. We're there. Twelve Kyle, Twelve Kyle Podcast, and the Tiki Talk. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, if you want to hit us up, support us financially. Hit us up on Cash App, Dollar Sign T W E L B E K Y. Again, that's going to do it for me. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five Gs. Chill.